Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. Welcome to Series 4 of the Tim Hill Podcast. In this series, it's Tim having a rant. That is me. So if you enjoy me having a bit of a rant and going on about what's going on in today's society, stay tuned. If you don't want to listen to me rant, well, you can always turn me off. Welcome to another Thirsty Thursday Tim's Rants. This time, I'm going on about what the government's looking at doing to us with their plan B and their plan C. They're gearing us up for another lockdown. You can see it coming. You just know that, oh, we don't want to. But the figures are showing that, oh, cases are going up. Of course the cases are going up. It's that time of the year. We always, always see an increase in people getting colds and flu. And this time, there's a bit of COVID thrown in with it. But that is no reason to lock the country down once again. It ain't going to happen. Boris, listen, it ain't going to happen. The country won't stand another lockdown. We've had enough of it. It doesn't work. Just look at the evidence. Just look at the evidence around the world. The Danes and the Swedes never locked down at all. And they don't have so much of a problem. They don't even, the Danes have even banned the wearing of muzzles. No more masks in Denmark. Let's put it into perspective. 99% of the masks that people wear do absolutely nothing other than virtue signal. Unless it's a full-on surgical mask, it's not going to do anything other than virtual signal. It's not going to protect the NHS. And let's, let's talk about protecting the NHS. The NHS isn't there to protect, be protected. It's there to protect us. And when you can't get appointments, you can't get this, you can't get that from the NHS, it ain't fit for purpose. What they've done, they've reduced the amount of beds that we've got from something like about 250,000 to 140,000 across the country. And then they're saying, oh, we're overwhelmed. Um, We haven't got the beds. Well, we've got bed blockers. We've got old people that we can't move on because they've got nowhere to go. Well, increase the beds. It's simple. Last year they put all these, all that effort into building these Nightingale hospitals. They mobilised the, 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 or brought the, the, the military in. They built these hospitals within a few weeks. And then they never actually used them. They just filled up the hospitals with COVID patients. If they'd have filled up the Nightingale hospitals with COVID patients and got on with treating everybody else that didn't have COVID in hospitals, we wouldn't have the massive, massive backlog that we've got at the moment, 
would we? Let's face it, the backlog is horrendous. And they can't see a way through. Well, I was at the, the Reform UK Party conference the other week and they've got a plan to get us out of this. And all you have to do is look. If you go, if you can't see a doctor within a few days, you get a voucher to go and see a private doctor. Which, let's face it, after doctors are private doctors anyway that do part-time with the NHS and then go and do their own practices uh, for private. So you get a voucher to go and see a doctor. If you can't get to see uh, to get a procedure within three weeks, you get a voucher and you go private. And they reckon with, eight, in, with something about 18 months of this system being in place, you'd have the waiting list down to almost zero. You look around the world. The rest of the world doesn't have massive waiting lists like we have because they run their health systems health systems different. We need to reform the NHS and the way it's run. It's not fit for purpose. At the moment, it's been overwhelmed again. Well, it shouldn't be overwhelmed, not the amount of money that we're pouring into it. It needs reforming. And anybody said that it needs reforming are then ostracated uh, that they're picked on. You're, you're picking on our NHS, it's the best in the world. Well, actually, it's not. At the moment, it's not fit for purpose. If we've got to, to not use it to protect it, then it ain't fit for purpose, is it? So, moving on. Okay, the next thing I'm going to look at is these Christmas adverts. Let's call it Christmas. We've always had Christmas. We haven't had happy holidays. Americans have happy holidays. We don't. We have Christmas. It's celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. So let's call it what it is. Christmas. Let's celebrate it as Christmas. Let's not call it something it ain't. All these adverts coming out at the moment, I mean, it, it just beggars belief what they're calling it. So, and talking of adverts, <clears throat> well, what can I say about adverts? I don't watch much um, live TV because I don't watch any live TV because I don't pay my licence fee. We took that decision uh, about 18 months ago. We got absolutely fed up with the uh, the BBC and the propaganda and lies that it was producing on a daily basis and the rubbish that they put out. I mean, just take a look at Question Time, BBC Question Time with Fiona Bruce. What an absolute farce that is. Well, it just gets me too angry. I don't want to talk about it. Sorry. But the rest of what they put on uh, the ITV, look at the adverts. How many mixed-race families are there on there? So you've got a, a, a black man with a white woman with a Chinese child 
when you go uh, <laughs> the other way around. And what do they think they're doing with some of these adverts? It just, it, it's so, so improportionate. And the latest thing I saw, that they are now promoting ethnic minorities above their station. They're not promoting people on merit in the police force anymore. They're escalating them because of their their ethnicity. I'm afraid that's just not right. It's just not right. If you can't get up there on merit, how can you possibly do the job that's way above your pay grade? I don't understand their thinking on that. So get a grip. Let's let's look at what we're doing to this country. Let's stop bashing it. Let's get some pride back in this country. Let's do the right thing for this country. Let's support it. Let's stop bashing every single trade deal that we're doing around the world and and, and let's stop trying to get back into the EU. And talking of the EU, look what they're doing to poor Poland. I mean, Poland's had it pretty rough over the years. Um, you, you go back several decades and, and look at what they've done to Poland. And now the EU is saying that it can't even have its own judicial system in charge of its own people. It's got to come subservient to the ECJ, the European Court of Justice, which is an unelected body. Why? This is the reason that we got out of the EU. This is why we're fighting the, the Northern Ireland Protocol, which at the moment isn't fit for purpose. It needs to be scrapped. Article 16 needs to be brought in and we need to be able to trade with Northern Ireland the same as we do with Scotland or Wales. We shouldn't have a barrier down the North Sea. It's not right. It just ain't right. And if if the EU are so worried about us sending pork sausages into Southern Ireland through the back door or or pushing all of our stuff through the back door, through Northern Ireland into Southern Ireland, then they can put up a barrier. They can put up a border. But nobody wants a border between North and South Ireland. It's pointless. All the trade that goes on is regulated anyway. And what do the EU think? That because we've left the EU, we've dropped our standards? Our standards are higher than the EU's to start with. We we never dropped our standards. The problem is that the EU never, ever came up to our standards in the first place. So, and they're talking about their level playing field. Well, look what we've achieved since we've left on the vaccine rollout or, or, the, or the production of vaccines the development of vaccines. That wouldn't have happened had we still been under the sun of Brussels. It just wouldn't have happened, would it? Let's face it. We are so much better off by ourselves. 
and they talk about oh, all the HGV drivers have left the country. No, they ain't. They've gone back to where they came from. We've had this problem coming for a long time. I covered this in, in a couple of episodes ago. But there's a, a shortage right across the world, actually, of heavy goods drivers. And that's down to the way that they've been treated over the decades. I know all about that. I was a lorry driver for a period. And, yeah, you're not treated great at the best of times. However, they can't blame that on Brexit. You look at America, they've got a shortage of heavy goods drivers. You look at Europe, all over Europe, they've got a shortage. And it's just the way that drivers are treated and they're paid. The the, the pay of a Class 1 heavy goods driver is ridiculous. You're in charge of 44 tonnes rolling down the road as a professional driver, it's a great big responsibility. And you're penalised every single day that you're working. You've got this, you, now you've got this digital spy in a cab. It, it records everything that the driver does. From the minute he gets into the cab and, and turns the key, it tells everything that he's doing how he's driving, how he's not driving, how he's braking, how he's cornering, the hours that he's driving, the minutes that he's at rest. It, it gives all of that information. And if, if, for instance, you've got 44 tonnes on your back and you're coming down a hill and you overspeed, which is really difficult, you don't want to be using a lot of brakes going down a big hill because what you'll end up with your brakes get hot, the brakes expand away from the shoes and then you get brake fade. You can't slow down. So what happens next? There's a big accident at the bottom of the hill. But the driver's at fault. The way it come down the hill is obviously use your, your exhaust brake and you, and you drop down your gears. Simple. However, people don't give drivers enough respect they don't understand that trying to stop 44 tons on a sixpence is very very difficult it just doesn't happen it's the inertia that keeps it going it needs time that's why they are professional drivers they know how to slow down how to stop a vehicle but you can Gets some clown, pulls in front, slams on his brakes and wonders why the truck's sat on top of him. Rest my case. Anyway, I've gone on a little bit more than I wanted to today. But, in the meantime, I thank you for sitting through this this little bit of a rant. But it is Thursday and um, I might get on the old... Uh, Face face ache later and have a bit more of a rent. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and look forward to the next one. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.